Noon Hour is here. Check it out. And you're locked on to Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio station. It's my station. It's my station. This is, this is, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome in, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. Hanson, Scotty, it is time. Happy Monday to everybody. Sitting in for Scott Gerard is my favorite, my very good friend, one of the best on-air guys you'll ever find, Jake Scott. Jake, how you doing, bud? You know what? I'm great, uh, Hans. I'm I'm excited, of course, to hang out with you. Um, but, you know, I, I waited a little bit longer in life to, to have children. Yeah. And... I love it that you have to go through this stuff before I do, man. It's, just, uh, it's like it makes me think like, okay, be ready for this. Be ready for Hans is going through this. Be ready for this. Okay. Mental you, note. You know, I used to, because you and I have been doing, really been doing radio together since I started having kids. Yeah. I think Ashlyn was maybe five, four or five. Right. Mac was just newborn. I think Rock was born the year that we started doing radio I rem- together. I remember when that happened. Yeah. And, and Riley was still just a twinkle in the eye. And and so you watched me doing the late night things and no sleep things. and, and All of the things. And then when you had Sadie, I started laughing a little bit because I'm like, <laughs> he's doing the late night thing. He's doing the no sleep thing. <clears throat> and uh, And now I'm just kind of going through it and you're just... It it never stops. No, the the surprises and stories they just never stop, and it's like. But I will say, and I'm not going to mention which kid it is. I've got a kid that's driven now for ten months, and this kid has now had three automobile accidents. So hmm. it's uh now one of them given was his friend was trying to be. Duke's the hazard and tried to jump hey. in the car and hit the side of the car and sunk the door in. I'm just going to say when you said I'm not going to give out which kid it is, but then you said his. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. I think you just I was eliminated. Doing the best I, could. <laughs> I think you just eliminated everybody. I was doing the best much, I could. Except for one. But you just sit there and you're like, gosh, man, can I just catch a break? Just a small break. But no, and, and I'll tell you, because you and Lloyd are kind of in similar but a little bit different stages and obviously completely different genders. But every stage has its difficulties. Oh, I'm you sure know it, does. it Yeah, I'm sure it does. Yeah, you know it. Lloyd, you know it. Like every stage. And I'm just sitting here like, man, I kind of thought it'd cool out by now a little bit. But it seems no. like it gets more complicated. Things get more complicated. No question about it. Well, we need to... Uh help rock with the rules of the road man i guess so i would i thought i you know i thought after the the second one when i came down pretty hard but i, I will tell you he's going to be covering his own insurance premium and that's going to be tough one. that can make you responsible quickly. pretty quick now yeah i, I want to know is what kind of automobile is he driving did you guys get him a big old well, like tuna boat kind went, of thing or is it like a <laughs> it went, well it went from a five thousand dollar automobile to an eight hundred dollar automobile today so it's he's he's reduced it to pretty much a pile of rubble, 
but it's just a Mazda 3. It's basically a tuna can with wheels. But it's a great car, great gas mileage, good safety rating. It's got all the things that you want, except for now it's just completely smashed. It even comes with dents now. Oh, yeah, it's great. When I, <laughs> when I got it, too, it was it was awesome, beautiful. I was driving it for a while. Do you remember? I was driving. I'm like, this isn't half bad, man. Wow, good these Mazda re- actually do have reverses. Yeah, yeah that's, wow, this is neat. It's got a reverse, had AC. Really nice. All the windows rolled down when you press the buttons. Oh, he had AC. You know, my car didn't have AC. Jake and I have been doing this long enough. Jake's seen some of my cars. I've seen some of Jake's yeah, cars. Yeah, I didn't have AC in my car for a little while. We've been through some rough cars, yeah. man. Oh, I had that big. Remember my big Buick? God, your I big love, Buick was oh, pretty rough. Car. Your, your big Buick That's was That's when rough. you need to get rock. Get him a, just a big, like, town car. Well, I just want to. I'd rather have his car crumple than whatever he hits. That's That's my worry now. I, You'd rather have his car crumb than whatever he hits. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be the other You're way. supposed to, but he's hitting a lot of things. So it's going to let his car crumple. Well, he'll be a star football player. And when that happens, you can just get away with anything, right? Well, that's definitely the hope. Uh, appreciate you sitting around for a third hour. A couple segments here. Really do appreciate it, Jake. How'd, how'd last night go? Uh, well, the Spurs are not good. Wemby's weird. He's, I mean, funny how big he is. It's it, cool to see it in person. It's pretty bizarre, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is bizarre, but their team is just so bad. Let's start there. Uh, we'll jump into it starting lineup right now on The Zone. This is Hanson Scotty G. Let's go. The lineup is set, and it's time to kick off the show with the biggest topic of the day. This is the starting lineup on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Clarkson, Jessup to Lowry, left corner three. Pow! 90 to 72, Jazz by 18 with 50 seconds to play in the third quarter. Starting lineups brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air Conditioning, home to the award-winning line of American Standard Furnaces and Air Conditioners. Call Lee's now to get the $59 furnace tune-up special, or you can visit them at leesheatac.com. I actually wanted to make this an all-rookie segment, Jake, because there were four pretty solid rookies on the court last night, one with the San Antonio Spurs that of note, and then the three Utah Jazz rookies. But let's start with this. Women Yama, you, you watched him, you saw him up close. How would you describe him? As far as what you just watched, how would you describe him? Um, He's very sleek. Like, 7'4", you shouldn't be able to move like that, and he moves so fluidly, and he's just all limbs. You know what I all mean? All like, limbs. All limbs, and his arms get out so far. I mean, you're, you're John Collins or Taylor Hendricks, and you, you, you pick him up where you think you've got him far enough away from the hoop that he's going to have to put a move on you or something like that, and he just does a little drop step, and his arm goes all the way to the basket. I mean, is that that dunk he had at the very beginning of the second half mm-hmm. is just like, well, what what are you going to do about that? You know, and I think that you left got, hand put back, or that I left think you've got to play him physically. Mm-hmm. You know, the Jazz had more success guarding him with a smaller player than they did, say, Walker Kessler, but a guy like Hendricks who's going to get up in him and and has some length of his own but i mean he's just so physically unique it's it's we've never seen it never seen it before i'll tell you there was a few times i saw him get out on the perimeter defensively and when 
somebody gets by him, he does not have the Rudy Gobert footwork no. or second step to, to trail and defend. And that was one thing I, I noticed was you get by him and you can get points by getting by him. Um, def- but he still had five blocks. But he still had five block shots. But the first was it the first two or was it? He had three right away. I think was it three right, right away? Right out of the game. I, I knew there was two, and I wasn't sure if there was a third. And then one they was- adjusted. They realized, okay, I can't get this shot off. He's weird. I mean, there's a reason he dressed like Slender Man for Halloween. He is Slender Man. He he needs to put on some weight, but not. I mean, I don't know. Kevin Durant put on weight, but you can't. He's never going to be. He's never going to be Hans Olsen. You know, he's never going to be big and broad. He just needs to be – he needs to have enough weight that he won't get pushed around and he's not going to get hurt. How much more slight is he than Rudy? Rudy now? Certainly way more yeah. slight than Rudy now. Maybe Rudy is a rookie. I I mean, you were around. You remember how, oh, how yeah. gangly uh-huh. and slight Rudy was as a rookie? I mean, he really – And I remember hard. what he was like when he left. Right. So, I mean, if he had the Rudy trajectory – he would he would be in really good shape because Rudy really filled out. But I'd say they com- they were comparable as rookies, probably. Uh, one area I'll give Women Yam a little bit of credit. Here we are, February twenty sixth, and he's now played fifty two games in his rookie yeah. season, and, and, so, and he's way more skilled than Rudy could ever pretend to be. I mean, he's he's more than just a tall guy. I mean, he's really skilled. His offensive skill sets are ridiculous. But he you want- think he'll get there defensively? Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, the thing is, is he wants to dribble, and I don't think he's ever going to be able to dribble. Not because he's not talented, but just because he's seven four. I mean, the ball has a long way to go when he's dribbling. You know. And, and, and by the way, when I was watching him with the ball in his hand or any movement with the ball in his hand, it would honestly, it would be like nearly like putting a tennis ball in your hand. Yeah. Or, or it's a different maybe thing. a little bit bigger, like yeah. maybe a softball. But but picture dribbling a softball with your hand. It's different. Yep. That ball is so little in that big old palm, it just doesn't fit right. I just don't know if that's ever going to be him, which is weird because I think he's physically able to do it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because his arms are so low to the right. ground. But like, he, Yao, he can get his hand down quite a ways. But like, yeah, Ming could never dribble at all. No, you know what I mean. And I don't know if he's going to be able to be a really effective dribbler. But with that said, he's got all the athletic tools. He fills out a little bit. I mean, he's he's really special. The rest of the the Spurs are are just awful. I mean, just. Awful. Wimby is ad- averaging 20.7 points and 10 rebounds a game as a rookie. He's at 21 and 10 just as a rookie. He is absolutely special. But you're right. The, the rest of that roster is a big stink fest. Where do you sit on Popovich? Are you kind of a pack up your locker and get out kind of guy? Or where are you at with Popovich? Uh, I was talking about this uh, with Ben after Steve Kerr signed his new deal. At some point, you're just looting the store, right? Like, you can't really fire me, so I'm going to take every nickel I can. I think that might be where Pop is. That and, like, and I mean this, I try to mean this nicely, but he doesn't really have a life. And so you eat, sleep, and drink basketball. And, you know, his wife passed and all that sort of thing. So, like, it might be one of those situations where... It's all he's got. It's all he's got. I mean, think... Mm -hmm. You know, think Joe Paterno in his later years. Or there, there are all sorts of coaches we could point to. I think, you know, uh, our beloved Jerry Sloan, I think, held on quite a bit because yeah. it was, you know, it was his life and that was his thing. And we see how quick they go when it's over. Right, exactly. It's like so, they, they call it quits and it 
goes downhill pretty quick. But, like, listen, this San Antonio team so far away from turning any corner, there's no way that Popovich is going to be the coach when they're ready to make the playoffs. What did you think of Zach Collins' minutes? I just, I'm just, i just curious because I, I thought when Zach Collins came out of Gonzaga, I thought he'd be a baller. He's soft. Pudding soft. Is he? Yeah. And everybody thought that. Everybody thought, oh, here's a guy, super skilled, big, yeah. a big, like all this sort of thing, but he can't do the other things you have to do. He's, there's a reason that he's on the Spurs because nobody else wants him. Hey, do you know what? If you want to make a jazz comparison, uh, Walker Kessler needs to toughen up a little bit. Mentally and physically. Oh, and physically. Yeah. He's got to play. He's got to play tough. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I and when say, he does, he's good. And when he doesn't, he's not. I would say it's a, it's more mental than it is physical with him. If he could toughen himself up mentally and believe that he belongs, you, you know, that was one of the toughest things for me. Jake was believing that I belonged in the NFL. It's a really hard thing. And I was talking with a longtime veteran when I was my second year. It might have been my third year. It might have been the camp of my third year. And I was really struggling because I, I was moving positions. And he said, why not you? And and that was, a, that was something you really have to think about and reflect on. Why not you? It's got to be somebody. You know, you're 6'5", you're, you're 300 pounds. Why not you? And with Walker Kessler, it's like, hey, look at your body type. Look at your movement. Why not you? Yeah, you belong. So play mm. like you belong. There's mentally, there's times I watch him where, like you mentioned, there's a time where it all pops. Uh, in fact, there was a dunk. Was it last night? Yeah, that reverse dunk. That last reverse night. dunk last mm-hmm. night. But there, there's moments every once in a while with him where you're like, oh, man, that's, he gets it. Um, was it maybe two nights ago he had a really – or two games ago he had a really nice block off of an aggressive move, something extremely athletic. And you're like, geez, man, great movement, great foresight, great belief. And then there's times where you're like, what? where are you? What are you doing? I'm surprised his minutes haven't even been cut back more because, you know, you're you're seeing a guy who's really struggling right now mentally. Well, and he needs to work on his skills. He needs to work on his foul shots, which have have gotten better because you can't play a player down the stretch who can't shoot foul shots. And the uh, a problem with him right now is his guy is going to be in the lane all the time when he's on the floor. Yeah. So you've got to, you know, you wonder why John Collins and Walker Kessler is not really smooth together is because they're both rim rollers, and that's their that's their appeal. I mean, that's their offensive, you know. And when both of them are on the floor, you're rolling one into the other's guy, right? And John Collins has actually been pretty good from three, but nobody's going to step out and guard him from three because Walker Kessler dunking is a way better shot than John Collins shooting a three, even on nights that he goes three of six like he did last night. You know, I think that big men in the NBA are – they're kind of a – it's such a particular skill, and it takes the right coaching and the right vision – and the right understanding. I remember one of my favorite conversations that I had with Sean Bradley on air um, many, many years ago, back in the, the red, white, and BT days. I think that was your your baby. Was that your baby? I think that was. <laughs> Lloyd, wasn't right? Red, white, and BT, wasn't that? That, was that wasn't the name of the show. And, yeah. That was me. But I was <laughs> Red, white, and BT. Wasn't that it? It was red, blue, and BT. Yes, and red, blue, and BT. you know what? We had no resources. They said, put together a show for free. And I said, okay. <laughs> but anyway, why are we talking awesome. about that? Well, anyways, so uh, I was talking to, to Sean Bradley back then. And Sean was talking about the particular nature of 
the the skill set of the big man. And he said that it it takes vision and understanding, especially when you come into the NBA, people that really understand what it takes to get to a big man. And I can't remember who he was talking about, but even the the teaching the passing from a guard into a big man where they want it, where they need it to be successful with it, that the ball handling, the footsteps, all those things. And and I do wonder a little bit because we did see Alex Jensen at least co-help Rudy Gobert into a couple of defensive MVPs. And I look at Walker Kessler and I'm like, okay, his development first year to second year, where is it? Who's helping him with it? Because you can place it on a guy, but – you know, when you're a young big guy, that's like being a young left offensive tackle in the NFL. It takes a particular vision of a coach to understand the specifics of a big left offensive tackle. I can go in and I can coach quarterback and I could coach running back and I could coach receivers all in routes and blocking and those kinds. But there's a unique skill set to some of these individuals. And I look at Walker Kessler, I'm like, is, is he getting the proper – development and and coaching but i, I just because i don't know well, this this staff that that will hardy has brought in and put around him here's the problem that walker is going to run into um is that big that sean bradley was talking about doesn't exist anymore like the the most effective bigs in the nba have to be super skilled to your to your left tackle um comparison what would happen if all of a sudden to be an effective left tackle you had to throw the ball a bunch of left tackles would all of a sudden not be very good. You know what I mean? Like, who are the best bigs in the game? Joel Embiid doesn't really play like a big. Yeah, Nicole Jokic. Doesn't really play like a big. Not And again, when I'm saying that, I'm, I'm meaning in the yeah. Sean Bradley sense. In yeah. the big, brute center that used to exist forever in the 90s. That didn't need so, to shoot, didn't need to be skilled, just uh, need to be big, tough, and physical. That doesn't really exist. Like, Brooke Lopez is big, tough, and physical – but what is he doing on offense? He's getting out of Giannis's way and shooting threes. Okay, so I would say with that, I mean, it's a great point, but that even furthers my point of you need a specialty guy that understands the big and what he can do in comparison to the guard. I'll take it to wrestling. You know, there are things in wrestling that your 110s up to 215s can do. Right. That your heavyweights can't do. Like, big bodies are, are different, and for a coach to ask a big body to do something in this scenario, like, it takes— But that's what's required of the big body now. Oh, and, and I get it. But that's why you've got to have the right big body with the understanding of what that big body can and should do to help them understand. Okay, we need—when you see this mark, you need to get out to that corner, and it's got to be fast— and, and this is the footwork. We need you to drop your left foot, point your toe at the corner, bring your right foot around, at the, and, and I need you to use that stride. And you need a big man that understands it because these guards are different than what a big body can do. And I'm just wondering, do you do you have the right guy, guy that understands the, the Kessler body and the movement of it? And, and you might, and it might just be Walker Kessler. Maybe he's not focusing hard enough on it. But I'm just not seeing the development in this year that I would hope. But that's common with a sophomore. So I'm also very, I'm also very understanding of it too, Jake. Like, like I get it, but I had so much more higher hopes for Walker Kessler. I wanted him to be a starter, and I wanted to see a nice uptick year two to year from year one. And I'm not seeing it. Well, until he develops 
more skill, it's you're not going to see it. And it probably wasn't realistic to, and I'm not saying about this about you. I, I would put myself in this category. It was probably not realistic to expect more unless his skill set jumped. Like his actual skill level offensively jumped. Because the grand experiment they've got with Rudy in Minnesota is that you're pairing him with Carl Anthony Towns, right? Yeah, right. So the idea is is that Rudy being completely inept offensively isn't hurting Anthony Edwards because Carl Anthony Towns is still drawing the bigs yeah. to, to him, mm-hmm. right? And it's working. A big problem with Rudy on the Jazz was is that Rudy's guy could be in the paint the entire game. And when Rudy's guy was in the paint the entire game, he Donovan Mitchell was running headlong into Rudy's guy mm-hmm. because you're not going to guard Rudy anywhere. I mean, you don't care. Rudy had that one season hands where he set the dunks record and he yeah. rolled to the rim the whole season. The league took that away immediately. They're like, well, you're not going to do that. And then all of a sudden, Rudy becomes useless offensively. Completely inept offensively. And it takes away from everybody else mm-hmm. on the floor. And so you pair Ru- Rudy with Carl Anthony Towns, and that's the grand experiment that you can make a traditional big like Rudy work, even though he's inept. And you have to offensively. look at, and you have to look at what he gives you defensively to make it worth so, it to even have him out there. As long as as long as um you know, the Jazz guards are running into Walker Kessler's guy every time, well then he's gonna be it's gonna be hard. Yeah. So how does Walker Kessler develop the skill where he's useful offensively? Well, it it makes me wonder and it makes me nervous, and I hope the Jazz are patient with him because I do think inside that guy lies a a very great player someday a very great long long time player like I, you're not going to talk a little bit about, oh well i guess you're going to be taking off Actually, i think it's in no, sports I'm... roulette okay um we're going to be talking about the the fight that went down with uh butler and williamson and the guy that started it was actually kevin love and it's like kevin love He's still on the court. Kevin Love is still doing his thing for how many years, fighting through all kinds of, you know, mental illness and everything that he's gone through, and he's still doing it. Like, I look at a Walker Kessler, I'm like, Kevin Love can be out there for this long. You could be out there because he's got some skill sets. Well, see, Kevin Love's way more skilled than Walker Kessler. Well, he's, beca- he's become more skilled. And and I do think he was more skilled when he initially came into the way league. Way more skilled. But I do want to see Walker Kessler continue to develop because I think – I think he's got some really great attributes. Well, the Jazz hope so. Well, I, I don't want to see him just sold down the river like we saw with Costa Kufis, and Kufis made it another eight years in the league. Yeah, but not as a guy. Mediocre. <laughs> but maybe. Best. But was a but was a role player. Man, he had a beak on him, huh? <laughs> uh, Lloyd hates it when I bring up Costa Kufis. I don't. He, Lloyd does not like my love affair. I'm fine Costa. with the with the Kuf, but like it's it's you he's, just have these he's weird. Never been good. No. Costa Kufis, Lee Kumar. Lee Kumar. I've got my my favorites. And I'd take Lee Kumar over 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 Costa. No, you would not. Stop it. I'm not going to let you do that. Lee's great. That's where you're going to draw the line. Costa's better. Um. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We're going to talk about the other two rookies that we saw on the court. Actually, we'll talk about all three of them, Hendricks, George, and Sinsba, and what we're seeing from them. Got a couple of other things, talking about the court storming. Did you and Ben get into court storming a little bit today? We did, yeah. yeah. I didn't get to hear your take on that, so maybe we'll reset that and get into the rookies a little bit later. Hanson Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone, sitting down with Ethan from Teton. 
Ethan. What's up, guys? Long time no see. How you yeah, been? I'm just fine. Just enjoying the slightly warmer weather. But, Hans, do we need to talk about your car insurance and uh, repair costs, things like that? <laughs> Is that something we need to... Do I need to get looped into this? I'm uh, going to need to talk to you about, uh, I'm going to need to move a couple of things. We'll free up some cash. <laughs> I don't know what I've got that I can move, but I, maybe, oh, I know. We could get rid of these uh, these uh, cryptocurrencies that I've got. <laughs> Those are doing no it's good perfect for me. timing. It's perfect timing to get rid of them, right? Take a 70% loss on yeah. all the cryptocurrency I bought. Nothing like selling at the bottom. Have you bought any of that, Jake? Cryptocurrency? No. Yeah, I'm going to advise you don't. <laughs> when Ethan saw my numbers, he's like, yeah, you don't want to move that. No, Diversification is good. But let's, it is. let's talk about this, Ethan. We're, we're trying to help people get retired and that's do it right. right. And that's absolutely right. And that's where we tend to kind of push the brakes on things like cryptocurrency is because if, you're, if you've got retirement in your sights and if you're at that phase of your life where maybe you've already retired recently or you're really pushing, really getting ready for it, but you got to be, you got to be pretty deliberate about the things that you're willing to include in your portfolio. There's a there's a well-worn path to a great retirement, and it doesn't have to involve reaching for crazy gains at the last minute. And that's what I think people really have to understand. Right now is such a tumultuous time. It is. You know, and we don't need to get into it, but our country's just kind of all over the place. It always happens in an election year. Yeah. And that's what's great about being affiliated with Teton is you guys can give good, constructive, sound, researched advice on what to do in those moments. We use what we call the Ascent Plan. The Ascent Plan we developed at our office at Teton Wealth Group to serve the families who come to us because there is that well-worn path to retirement. We believe more than anything that you deserve to live a life that you love. And when you take on that excess risk and when you don't have a good plan in place, you really kind of set yourself up for some big problems. You know, you here in America, the way to generate wealth over the long term is investing. And there are so many different ways that we can invest our money. But you've got to be prudent. You've got to be deliberate, deliberate. And you've got to have a plan. If you if you're looking at and let's do this, let's do this. Uh, so I'm not just talking this whole time. We want to give away 10 Ascent plans to the first 10 zone callers that call in during the Hans and Scotty show Great. today. So 385-800-7967. That's 385-800-7967. Let's just show you. We'll just show you how it works. I'll tell you, if you are trying to retire, but you're looking at the market conditions thinking, boy, I'm pretty nervous, this ascent plan is for you. If you are worried about inflation robbing you of your wealth and the ability to provide for a lifestyle over time, this ascent plan mm -hmm. is for you. And if you have been looking at friends and family members that have had great retirements ahead of you, and you're thinking, boy, how did they do that? How did they line that up? Yeah. This is for you. We'll show you. There's a well-worn path. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. We'll just show you how to get on it, how to pivot from where you are onto that well-worn path, and we'll show you how to live a life you love. If you're jealous about your friend's retirement, we can get you there. That's You don't have to be jealous. There, there you are people, Ethan, you're like, you're, he retired? Yeah, he retired. What? It's pretty nice. Yeah, he moved to his own place. He's, he's happy as... Pig and mud. Hey, uh, three eight five. I want to give you that number one last time. Three eight five eight zero zero seven nine six seven. Just call right now, and we'll get an ascent plan lined up for you. Yeah, I know it's a little bit more difficult number. It's not your typical eight zero one. So get your phone out and just put it in your phone right now while we're talking. Three eight five. 800 yep, you got it. Seven nine six seven. You got it. Put it in your phone. Call it up because we got ten ascent plans that we're giving away. That's right. And. I did go through this, and I just want to help our listeners understand what they're going to go through. 
you basically compile everything you got. Yeah. And it's awesome because in one place, it shows you on different pie charts and it shows you different measuring sticks. And so you can see, oh, I've got this much in real estate, this much in cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. this much in, in my That's house, right. this much in income. And you That's can right. see it all in one nice little packet. It is such an amazing thing to have for yourself. And you know what this process really free. does is it reduces the anxiety because fear comes from the things you don't know. Yeah. Right. That's where we get anxiety and fear. So uh, 385-800-7967. That's 385-800-7967. You can just know. You don't have to wonder. Call now. We've got 10 plans available as it stands. 385-800-7967. Thanks, Ethan. Thanks, guys. More Hanson Scotty coming up. This is this is DJ and PK. Joined now by the Hall of Famer Steve Young. I heard Boomer Sison make a statement that he feels like if Zach Wilson went and spent a year or two with Andy Reid, that he would be able to blossom as far as being an NFL quarterback. What is your response to that? Quarterbacks thrive with support. You'd think there'd be so many organizations that figured this out, and they just haven't. Zach is responsible for Zach's problems. Zach has to own that. No matter what, I think it's important that you say that and then make the changes, but I really believe of all the places that Zach could go to, my spot would go to Sean McVay and behind Matthew Stafford, because I think it's a spot where he could really understand the position, really get coached in a way that could be really profitable to him, and still could see the field in the near term, because Matthew's probably not going to play forever. Catch DJ and PK, mornings from 6 to 10, presented by Murdoch Chevrolet, proudly serving Utah since 1926, on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. You're locked on to Hans Olsen and Scotty Chin. Chin, Chin. That's right, yeah! On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. It's all natural ingredients, no preservatives, plenty of protein. G2G bars are perfect for anyone who needs a quick, tasty, nutritious boost. I can't listen to this song and not think of my very good friend sitting across from me. Oh, I love you, Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> I know you do. It's a great tune. We miss Jimmy. Jimmy. I know you love Jimmy. I know you love a little Jimmy I would think Buffett. you like this song because it's about food. I do. I, I like Jimmy Buffett. I, I used to not. I used to hate him. But then you get into the beach vibe and the, and the, the same vibe. vibe, and you're yeah. just like, okay, I get it. It's, Songs that are easy to sing along to? It, yeah. It really does kind of just cool you off, relax you out a little bit, set you in a mood. Well, once the Club Omni vibes leave you as you get a little bit older... Well, and you go to the more of the beach vibe. And you and Jimmy's uh, sharing an affinity for rum. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Who, Lloyd? Uh, no, you. Uh, <laughs> he's no prodigy, but he'll do. Hey, uh, I want to get your thoughts on the, the court storming. What did, what did you say with Ben? Oh, I think court storming, field storming is the dumbest, most dangerous thing that we just somehow allow to happen. And I honestly wouldn't. I'm not going to be surprised when some player feeds uh, a fan his own backside. One of the, and it's just going to be ugly and horrible, and I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. Uh, it's surprised it hasn't happened more, for sure. The leading scorer and rebounder for Duke, he's a seven-footer, Filipowski, was injured on a court storming over the weekend. And 
Yeah, I, I love how they slow down the videos. This is the second major incident we saw. We saw it with Caitlin Clark earlier in the year. I think it was against, was it Northwestern? Uh-huh. That, where, the, where the fan hit into her or she hit into the fan, whichever happened first. But I love that they slow the film down. Slow down, you can look at it and be like, okay, that's intentional contact. You were looking for it. Sped up, that fan was cruising. It doesn't matter. That fan was cruising. It doesn't matter if the player tripped him or whatever. The, the player, that's his space, not the fan space. That's the player. This player is supposed to be there. The fan is not. So I don't care what the player did. How many uh, field storming situations did you have to put up with oh, in your career? Oh, man. Well, I had a couple that I was involved with that were our fans that was a lot of fun. I mean, the, the field storming is fun when it's your fans. It's, it's actually pretty cool. But... On the road? Oh, my gosh. That's a good question. On the road. I don't know if I was ever on the road in a field-storming situation. So I, I think at the University of Utah when we were up there, I think they got one win against us up there when I played. And the security was really good. Pretty darn good. I don't think – Jake, I never dealt with an on-the-road field-storming. No? That I can remember. Uh, uh, let me just bring up this video. So there's Bronco. Oh, yeah. I remember and this. Then there's the suspenders guy. And then if you just keep watching this when Bronco decides he's had enough. Trying to get through all the people. Yeah. And he's got two. He's got three law enforcement officers that are trying to get him back. Now, if you pause it, who's that right there in the background? Oh. Is that you? <laughs> That's see. you. Let's see. Oh, I got to go back. For I didn't know you were that close to suspender boy action. Right there. Is that you and PK? That's my guy, PK. And that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Standing right there when that happened. And frankly, when I saw this, I elbowed PK. I was like, oh, Bronco's going to kill this guy. And Bronco did. He took a step right Adam, to yeah. Suspenders Boy, and then Suspenders Boy immediately wet his pants. Oh yeah, and then and then ran away uh, in a in a cowardly fashion. But I would not like like Bronco at this point. He said in his mind, he said, "All right, my career be damned. I'm gonna kill this person," because the guy, the Suspenders Boy, rides him the whole way up the field mm-hmm. and just screaming at Bronco. He would be in the right. If he fought him. He would yeah. be in the right. That guy has no, his teeth in. no business doing that to an opposing coach. None. Like, and it, we shouldn't create the situation where that's even an option. Mm-hmm. Like, I speaking of Bronco, when Bronco lost, well, when BYU lost to Utah in 2004, when Gary Croton was going to be fired, everyone knew he was going to be fired. Gary did not come out to address the media after the game. Bronco Mendenhall did. And Bronco, they put him underneath the south stands, basically right where the the visitor locker room, the door yeah. is. And I think before it was renovated anyway. Mm-hmm. And so Bronco's sitting there doing media, has the stones to come out and do media, and even even though he's the defensive coordinator, how do you fans just kick snow on him from up above on the thing? <laughs> Just kick snow <laughs> right down on top. Were of you in the scrum? Yes. And you're like, really? Come on. You're gonna kick snow down on a coach? Listen, I I get it that we think that sports <clears throat> athletes and coaches are just television characters. 
Ontario people, you shouldn't have to put up with that. Mm-hmm. Ants, when you were playing at BYU, if somebody had kicked snow on you while you were doing an interview, you would have climbed up into the fan, uh, up into the stands, and and really made that person regret that decision. There's a good chance. And I would yeah. absolutely defend you 100. percent there's a really good chance. You would have been Ron Artest before Ron Artest. You, you shouldn't have to put up with that, though. Yeah. You're just a football player. You don't get to kick snow on, on a football well, player. You don't get to yell at the opposing coach it all the way down the field. You don't get to do that. It definitely takes a, a different level when you're talking about being on my field of play, too. So I definitely took some heckling from fans that were in the stands, and I lost my mind a couple of times. Not enough to actually get in the stands, but enough to threaten them from the field. But I could see where they're on your game field and in your way, then that could be really, really potentially dangerous because that's that's my place. That's your space. It's my place. It's not you. It's not the fans. Don't get in my way in my place. Yep. I've got a couple of things here. Number one, uh, Filipowski, the the Duke player that got hit, and it looks like he's injured. I think he's going to be just fine, but. They're, they're still playing it. The coach was talking about it this morning and said that they don't know if he's going to practice yet, but th- it doesn't look like the hit is damaging enough to the knee. This is what he said. He said, I absolutely feel like it was personal, intentional, for sure. There's no reason where they see a big guy like me trying to work my way off the court that they can't just work around you. There's no excuse for that. Totally agree with this. So I've got... I've always had a kind of a guideline for court and field storming. Like if, if it has to happen, if it's going to happen, there's a way to do it. I don't think there is. See, I disagree. There, I there's don't think a there way is. to do it. And this is the way to do it. All you got to do is make sure that everybody's on the same page, that as soon as that buzzer sounds— You've got tape and you've got security and you're holding fans back and you've got a roped off avenue for every athlete and coach to get off the court before a single person steps foot. And if somebody breaks the tape, if somebody starts to enter early, then that's fine. Charge them. Charge them. I, give, give them a citation. But allow the players and coaches to get off the court and field. And if you can't do that then it has to be completely shut down. And why not just shut it down? Hey, listen, in, in the NFL, the NBA, do they storm the court? No, of course not. They don't, so, and, but uh, there's also, I feel like that's kind of one of the things that separates collegiate sports. You know, the student body feels like they're a part of what's happening. There's there's parents that have young kids that want to take their young kids into a court storming or a field storming. I just wouldn't advise it. And and then there's some adults that are just grown men that want to get involved or grown women that want to go. I, I wouldn't advise it. It's the students that want to celebrate with what their team is, their school is, what their players are. They feel like, you know, like Lloyd and I were up the Spectrum uh, a week ago or two weeks ago. Uh, I've been up to the um, Marriott Center one yeah, it's time. Amazing. It's amazing. And, and I watched this. The students feel like they are part of it. Mm-hmm. So when they come down, there's a part of me that's like, man, I, I want them to come down. But in, in no way, shape, or form should they be on a court or a field before the opposing team has completely had the chance to exit. So you've got to build tape and you've got to build boundaries and you got to say, hey, if you break the tape, you break the boundaries, we're handing you a citation. 
we're arresting you, whatever you're going to do. But but I don't want to completely take it away from them either because I do think that the home players have a blast with it. I think they have fun with it. At least I, I did a couple of times that I remember it being crowded in and people all around and high-fiving and asking for gloves and, you know, wanting your autograph. And, and those those are pretty memorable, pretty fun moments that that I, I don't want taken away. But if it was at the cost of Coach McBride, back when I was playing, if it was at the cost of Coach McBride getting hassled by a Cougar fan that doesn't know boundaries and Coach McBride getting in a fight and possibly getting charged and having this whole big incident written up, then no way. you got to allow those opposing players and, and teams to get off the court and away from this storming. And then I'm okay with it. You remember when uh, Utes fans stormed the field three times and it nearly lost Utah the game? Oh, yeah, I do remember that. The, the early storming. Three times. What was that like? Oh, seven, oh, eight. Mm, it was later, I think. I think it was more like two thousand eleven or ten. Was it like in that. there? I'd have to, I'd have to look at it. But BYU almost made that field goal. And speaking of PK, I was standing next to him again, and I said to PK, I "said Imagine how mad Witt's going to be if the fans cost him a game. If the fans storming the field cost them a game, which it very nearly did. He would never forgive him. Oh, be so furious. Lose to BYU, nonetheless. So you just want it done, done. Grow up." You want it over. You over. don't even want the student body. To- I, I always bring you this up, and I hate that I have to do it, but I feel like it's it's the ultimate. Like, anybody who was around and paying attention when Monica Sellis was stabbed, it's just not worth it. Well, I definitely remember that. Yeah. The number one tennis player in the yeah. world at the time, yeah, steamrolling through the sport, she was never the same. Completely changed her career. And all she was doing was changing sides in between games. And somebody was allowed to run down and, and, you know, you never, my point is you never know how many wing nuts there are. Yeah. And you let them like inventing things in their brain about, again, people that perceived as TV characters that are real people. Well, I guess in today's world where we're at currently, Jake, maybe I wouldn't be as open to be crowded by 250 people, you know, in, in a, general area that i don't know a single name maybe maybe today's different well than, i, I than, just that old crowd storming but 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 even monica sells that was like in the 90s wasn't it yep. that was like 90. well i i would feel bad for any university of wyoming fan who stormed the field against a hans Olsen byu team and had the bad mistake of running at you yeah they're, they're, that person would never be the same again I am and i wouldn't blame you i am surprised there's not more incidents i am too this Phil Pawski who took the hit to the leg, I'm surprised he didn't start something. Well, and then I feel bad for, like, Duke, like a team like that in specific. Every time they lose on the road, they have to I put know. up with that crap. I know. It would bug me, too. Yeah, th- and I think, wasn't Wake Forest a favorite in that? Yeah, two-point favorite. Yeah, they were a favorite in that game. Yeah. Act like you've been there before. That that would kind of bug me. I, I don't want to take it away from them. I if, do. If I could find a way to make sure that the opposing team is off the court, then I would do that. Just understand the situation. But then, Jake, it really comes down to how many situations can you understand? Can you have the security? Can you have the tape? Can you have the boundaries? And and can you do this without the students coming over the boundaries? Because students will sometimes just find their way through anyways. But I feel like you billy club enough students that they're going to stop. 
Yeah. Enough that's broken. the answer. Enough Billy broken. Club. Enough <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I you, like it. You very publicly Billy Club one of those court stormers, and you're going to probably think twice. Enough broken legs and you'll stop. You see that guy bleeding right like there? Hannibal Lecter style, right? I'm not talking about ripping off anybody's face, Lloyd. No, no, no. But you saw him when he beat the cop with the uh, with the with the Billy Club. Oh, okay. Yeah, from the movie. I'm yeah, not right. saying rip off somebody's face, but my my final take on this, and, and and then we'll take a break and move on. My final take on this is, especially in the world of basketball, I think it can be done. I think it can be done. Just get the opposing team off the court, and not a single individual steps on that court until the opposing team is off the court completely. <clears throat> And then I think you're okay. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, We've got What You May Miss coming up next. This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. He played for the Utah Jazz from 2004 to 2011. He's an NBA All-Star and an NBA champion. Remember to occur. Your time in Utah remains beloved by Jazz fans. Do you feel that when you come to Utah? I always feel. I mean, it's, as soon as I step on the airport and when I'm here, even started from baggage claim to the hotel to the arena to the on the street, try to get a coffee. Like, I feel that love from people. And uh, that kind of shows me, especially my when I walk around with my kids and family, when I get that still, that love from fans, they're like, oh, dad, you must have done something good here, kind of feeling, you know? I was like, I guess I did it okay. <laughs> so it kind of like, get that love really, really, really like, makes me feel great. And I feel so still. Here, Jake Scott and Ben Anderson, every day from 10 to noon on 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. Basketball coach Lynn Roberts is going to join us after a fantastic win over the number seven USC Trojans this weekend. We'll just see how far this women's team can go. I mean, they were spectacular last year, absolutely spectacular. And Alyssa Pita continues to be incredible. That was led a in, huge win. Yeah, led in points and rebounds. Alyssa Peely is unstoppable. And you, you wonder how far she can take you. So we'll talk to Lynn Roberts at 110 today. So stay tuned for that. I did want to mention this because I think things are about to change as far as pro days go. Remember, we talked about this a little while ago, Lloyd, that the Big 12 is combining their pro day and they're doing it all at the Death Star there in Frisco, Texas. So they're going out to Jerry World. And they're bringing in Kansas and Kansas State and Oklahoma State and TCU and Texas Tech and West Virginia and Central Florida and Cincinnati. They're bringing in the whole crew, and you're all in one place, and you're going through your pro workouts. Is it – because I thought I had heard – and maybe I'm wrong on this. You tell me. Is it invites only? It's like you have to be actually invited. Or is it whoever is going to be I think trying to submit. go pro? I think you submit. The, the teams do submit, yeah, uh, the, the programs do submit, the yes. schools? Okay. Yeah, I, b- I believe the programs I thought I had heard that names. they had to be, they had to be uh, invited. Yeah, I, If that's the case, I thought that, I was like, that's weird. So what if you don't, what if you're not a big name or whatever, and you're still, you have that dream, that NFL dream? I thought I had, I, I had heard that, but I'm, that's what I thought I'd ask you. I wasn't quite sure. I'll send off a text, double check. You know that. what I'm saying though, right? Because that would be. If you're not like a big household name that's you know expected to be a big deal, that that'd be kind of a bummer not to 
uh, have your your pro day that would be normally at BYU or at Utah, and you're just you know you're hoping to to show something. I'm just shooting off a text to uh, one of the coaches at uh, at BYU. I'll get, I'll let you know if I get something back from him. But I, I thought that it was just a, a submittal process. I thought if you're ready to uh, move on that you submit and there might be an approval process. There may be some selection process, but I have to imagine that they, when they agreed upon this, that it, it came down to being able to include whoever you wanted, because this is really your shot. Now, remember, Big 12 decided to do this, I think, largely in an opportunity to sell it and try to make money off of it. I do think that you're probably going to have more eyeballs on you, but the talent pool is going to be so saturated. Yeah, no, actually, you're right, Lloyd. Yes, you do have to be invited to the See, Big 12 See, I, I think that's – I don't know if I like that. Like, like what if you're, a, you know, a player that you, you still have that NFL dream and you want to show something? Because, I, see, I, I thought I had heard that that was kind of the – some of the issues that schools maybe had that like there's players that want that maybe don't get invited that they have something to show. Um, what yeah. do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, it's, uh, just kind of getting some answers back from one of the coaches, but um, yeah, they, they did not want, they don't want to waste time with guys that don't have an NFL shot essentially. And so they're inviting the guys that they feel like have an actual NFL shot or opportunity. And I will tell you, after having been to years and years and years of the pro days at every one of the universities, you know, at some point in the state, there are a lot of performers out there that you're like, yeah, but I know, like, I know it's the dream. I get that. But and you, I get you that didn't even play this year. There's seniors that didn't even play and they're out there on pro day trying to put up numbers and, and that you know that can be a little overwhelming. The other thing is, if if I'm headed out to the Big Twelve Pro Day, I want to make sure that I get my time, you know. And if you got everybody's guys, I can understand why that would be uh, a little bit frustrating for the NFL scouts that come out to that pro day. But that is interesting though, Lloyd, because yeah, that, that bums me out. If I you know, if I am a fringe guy and I didn't get a Big Twelve Pro Day invite, I'd be like Maybe you were banged up and you did get shot. an invite and you thought and there was maybe you have some a, a skill set that might might translate to the NFL. And that is that's your shot. Hmm. Well, the Big Twelve Pro Day goes down March twenty fifth, again at the Star in Frisco, Texas. So you're gonna go out to Jerry World. I'm sure that we'll have some people out there covering it. I I've got to imagine that BYU is going to have five or six different guys that will be involved in that, putting up some numbers. But this Big 12 Pro Day is interesting, the way they've changed it. Hanging out with Ethan from Teton, and I will tell you, I've worked with Ethan, and really just sitting down and getting a better understanding of what your future looks like is worth every minute. Yeah, And, Ethan, you're offering people – a free opportunity to 10 of our listeners. That's right. 
the first 10 of our listeners that call, you're offering them a free opportunity to sit down. And is it what you went through with me? Uh, yeah, it is. It's called the Ascent Plan. The Ascent Plan covers all the key areas that you need to have handled for a great retirement. This is not rocket science. It's a well-worn path that so many of your friends and family ahead of you have followed this path to a prosperous and joyful retirement. And you've got to have a plan for your income, investments, taxes, health care, and your estate. And that's what's wrapped up in the Ascent Plan. So if you are getting ready, ready to retire. Maybe you have retired, right? And you're looking at this thinking, how how on earth do I make this stick? Well, you use the Ascent Plan. So call right now, 385-800-7967. That's 385-800-7967. And you're right, hands, there's no cost to this. And so let me just pull back the curtain a little bit because every time I say there's no cost to this, people go, yeah, right. Mm, there's um, something. Yeah. yeah. So here's how it works. So we're going to spend the next probably two weeks doing the 10 ascent plans for the 10 of you that call in, okay? Two or three of you are going to say, you know what? I love this team. Their office in Murray is convenient to me. I like the outlook. I want to work with them. And that's awesome. That's what we're looking for, right? The other seven of you, you're going to get the full ascent plan. This is the same ascent plan that we do for our client families. And it's yours. You take it home. If you ever need us again, you just call us. That's how this works. Yeah. So don't feel like you're getting hooked into something because you're not. 385-800-7967. And I'll tell you, at Teton Wealth Group, we believe more than anything else that you deserve to live a life that you love. And I know from firsthand experience how much financial questions and anxiety can disrupt that and get in the way. Put the phone number in your phone. Just grab your phone, 385-800. That's 385-800-7967. Put it in your phone and dial it up and and. What I would encourage you to do with this, because I think we're all interested in what's our future look like, what's our direction look like, right. what does our current situation look like. Just it's fun because you sit down with Ethan or you sit down with somebody from Teton, and it's it's pretty incredible because you, yeah. you bring up all your assets and all of your things, and you've got it there in one nice tidy binder yep. that gives you all your indication and directory. And, and it's amazing too how much peace of mind that brings you. You know, this process doesn't put money in your account, right? This this ascent plan doesn't come with a million dollars, but it's amazing to see though, once you have everything on paper, you have a little bit of a direction, boy, that anxiety just starts to melt away and suddenly your problems become really manageable and that is so valuable. Well, I'm in my mid-40s and when I sat down with Ethan, you know, he just gave me some tips, some things like, hey, yeah. we need to double check on this life insurance issue. Yeah. You know, and it was like, well, okay, let's take a look at where we're at with life insurance. Are we hitting the number that we need to hit? So at every age, every individual has something that they can gain from this. That's right. 385-800-7967. Give Teton a call. Excited to catch up with the head coach of the Utah women's basketball team, Lynn Roberts, coming up next.